All right, we're going to welcome you back to the Principals Podcast. We have a full house tonight, and my co-host, we have Mr. Himes here. Hello, Mr. Himes. Hello, how are you? We have the other Doug in the house, Doug Snyder at Topper Nation. Hello, everybody. And we have Mrs. Bondi. The non-Doug. The non-Doug. So we're uh, very privileged and grateful to have John Camp on our show today. John is a very good friend of ours at, at Chardon High School. He's a good friend of everybody. Prior to this podcast, he named about 6,000 people that he had a connection with, with within our district and other districts. And Mrs. Bondi and uh, her mom connected over at Grand Valley. So, John, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We're in week two of football playoffs, and we are also in the regionals for pretty much everything else. So, welcome i love the woodwork behind your behind you today oh thanks yeah you know the uh that's pretty much the whole house my back office is a little cluttered so i didn't i'm not in there today but yeah i got the uh the knotty pine there i got the um the maple hardwood floor so uh, i'm all about that that country digger stuff so a lot of our listeners know you either personally um our students are getting to know you your job has evolved significantly uh just in the since the social media started Right. Um, back in the day, I delivered the News Herald, and wow. it was it was every single morning. I had to get on my bike and deliver the paper. Then I get all the inserts throughout the week to get to build the Sunday paper, and and you would be one of the writers. You know, you would be writing someone someone would be next to you. You'd take photos, uh, and then you'd write about a static image and tell a story. Now you're doing everything. You're the photographer, the videographer, the instant writer, and then you write the long story. So tell us a little bit about the evolution of your job and where you started and how it's been going here with the evolution at the News Herald. Well, if you go all the way back, uh, first of all, thank you again for having me. You go all the way back to my high school days at Grand Valley. We had this little newspaper thing called the Mustang, um, the, the Roundup, and uh you know, I wrote for that. And I, I mean, I look back now, I see some of the stuff and it's like, wow, I was awful back then. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, that's really where I got into it. My mom was my English and French teacher in high school. Dad was the president of the school board. So obviously I got away with nothing in high school. So. But um, it was a great way to grow up. I went to Ohio State and uh, started in dairy science, but that wasn't my thing. Grew up on my family farm, but that was not my thing. So I, I got into journalism and it, it was uh, it was amazing. I remember that, you know, my senior year that my academic advisor, who is the photo editor at the News Herald, said that, or sorry, at the News Herald, at the Lantern at Ohio State, said that we are to the point where we, if you don't want a Coke can in a photo, you'll be able to edit that out. And I was like, nah, there's no way. There's, I mean, there's no way that can happen. And here we are. You know, the first thing that I bought, I'm going to age myself here, with my graduation money was the typewriter, which was obsolete six months later. And, uh, you know, Next thing you know, I'm covering Ohio State sports, and I'm, it just changed so much over the years when you, before you just use a typewriter and then input things that way. And now everything is automatic. The breaking news is no longer in the newspaper. It's online. I mean, you've got to be able to be on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and all that stuff and to really get the pulse of what's going on. These kids are you know, committing to colleges online, so you've got to be on top of that stuff. It's, it's just a completely different world, but... Like anything else, like any other job, I'm sure you guys would agree in education, you have to evolve. You've got to keep up with the times, keep up with the education, with the technology, because that's really where the business is. But it's a blast, and I love doing it, and uh, I wouldn't change it. 
I have a I have a question. One more question for you uh, before uh, we transition to Doug Snyder, who has I know several. Um, you, how long have you been at the News Herald? I've been at the News Herald since uh, July thirty first, two thousand and one. So I'm in the middle of my twentieth year right now, which is kind of surreal because that's longer than I was at the Jefferson Gazette and the Asheville Star Beacon combined. And now I'm to the point where I'm starting to cover the kids of the kids that I used to yeah. cover, which is kind of sobering. But um, but yeah, but it's great, and I really enjoy it. And um, I'm getting to see, you know, the, the, these young people, um, you know, grow up and be the fantastic parents and fathers or mothers that they were that I thought they might be when I covered them when they were in high school. So it's a it's a really cool dynamic to see that. That's awesome because that connects to to my question because my question is what is the most memorable event that you've ever covered? That would be part of it seeing the kids of the kids of the kids and seeing sure. that story but as a singular event and that you've covered personally what was the most memorable event you've ever covered wow that, that that's really that's really tough there's so many of them like you know i thought about sometimes just sitting down and just writing a memoir or a book which would no one would ever buy but it would be interesting you know just to have those all down probably the most demonstrative and it was it's so obscure that people wouldn't even comprehend it uh or be like, wow they'd be surprised by it i remember back in my early days at the news herald i was covering the state tennis tournament and there was this young girl from gilmore academy uh, this is the most dom dominating performance i've ever seen in, in all my years of sports she was a freshman she was the uh, lauren davis she was the um top ranked 14 and you player in the nation and uh a freshman at Gilmore, she's playing the two-time state champ Gabby Steele from Cincinnati Summit Country Day, and she beat her 6-0-6-2. And she she never lost a set her entire high school, well, one year of high school career. And in December, she withdrew from Gilmore and she turned pro. And um, she's still on the the tennis circuit, but she uh, she enrolled at the Jim and Chris Everett Academy for tennis down in Florida and turned pro. And I've never seen anybody. I mean, she beat the defending state champ so bad. The defending state champ didn't even cry. It was just like, it was a so, I mean, you see a, a young woman like that, that uh, a lot of times in tennis, you see a lot of baselining, a lot of um, ground strokes. And and Lauren Davis just played different. She charged in that. She made you feel uncomfortable. That's probably the most memorable one that i've ever seen i've seen some amazing stuff you know mitch trubisky kareem hunt when i was in high school we got killed a couple times by oj mcduffie and hawken but um i've never seen anybody that really just enforced her will like lauren davis did on the tennis court she was amazing that's an outstanding story you know all of us were thinking oh you covered all these great football events you know you've yeah been, right you know you probably even covered some you know some of the 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 Cleveland Indians and you know all the various things that you covered for sports you've taken those stories and wrote about the Cavs um but that's an outstanding story so I'm going to transition to someone that you talk to all the time oh, yeah. texting each other talking about things so Doug Snyder the time is yours well John first I want to thank you for coming on <clears throat> and uh I didn't know that you've been at the News Herald since 2001 we moved to Chardon in 2000, 2001, and I don't ever remember the News Herald without you. So that, that seems about right. You've been here about there about as long as I've been in, in, at Chardon. And, and I can tell you that, um, and I know you won't like to hear this kind of thing because of your, your uh, modest nature, but you've become a legend in the area with high school athletes and parents and coaches 
just for the uh, quality and, and, the, and, and the volume of work that you've done. So the first thing I want to do is just thank you for everything that you've done for high school sports, because uh, the News Herald uh, with all the writers, you and Chris and, and, every, and Bill Tilton and all the guys that have been there, you've had a lot of good people come through there. Uh, but the one constant in my time here has been you. And uh, in my opinion, nobody does a better job of covering high school sports than than John and the News Herald. So thank you for that. That means an awful lot to me. I've been very blessed to work with some tremendous people there. You know, when I was first hired at the News Herald, it was uh, Scott Kendrick who, who brought me in. And uh, he's working down and living down in Florida now. Great, great journalistic mind. You know, Mark Podolsky was the assistant sports editor then, and he's the sports editor now. Kevin Kleps was there. He just uh, he's been working with Crane's Business Magazine. He's he's a tremendous talent. You know, Bill Tilton, Mark Kessner, um, uh, Trem. I mean, we just had a great staff. Chris Lowstrom, Howard Primer. You know, that was the first crew that I came into News Herald with. And we've you know we've evolved over the years. We've had some other people came in, can't come and go. But you know, it's, um, it's a very wonderful place to work. And thank you so much for the kind words. But it's um it's definitely a team effort because I don't operate without those guys and vice versa. So it's a, and a labor of love uh, to be sure. So, sure. you know, you, you've, you've covered a lot of sports. Mr. Murray mentioned that in your, one of your most memorable uh, uh, events is, is tennis. Right. Um, how did you learn the nuances of so many different sports without probably having played each of them? There, I'm sure there are sports you covered that you haven't played. How do you, how do you go about picking up the nuances of these sports? You know, when I was at the Asheville Star Beacon, I covered, uh, you know, football and um, girls basketball and softball predominantly. But when I came to News Herald, it was since I was the, the new guy, I was doing swimming and tennis and cross country, things that I really hadn't done before. So um, you just have to get in there. And the main thing, no matter what you cover, the most important thing is it's, it's about people. You know, you learn about these, uh, the kids, you learn about their parents. Uh, and, you know, once you have that trust factor, you know, it just opens so many doors where someone might say, hey, man, did you know about this? One of the most embarrassing things, it was a heck of a story, but it was kind of embarrassing. I remember I did a story on a boy from Mentor a handful of years ago named Jack Young. He was a state, ended up being the state runner up in uh, wrestling that year. And he was a senior and I never interviewed a kid. I was really embarrassed by this, but it ended up being that, um, he was actually a, a Russian immigrant. He was um, his family um, went over to Russia and they adopted him and his younger brother when they were young and brought him to America. And I was kind of embarrassed that I it took me you know four years of high school to know that Jack Young was his real name was actually Vitaly something from a <laughs> Russian from a Russian uh, uh, camp where it was just so sad because like um, they had he said that we had one bike to share with everybody. We had one doll for all the girls. There's, you know, dozens and dozens of kids in this it's um, camp up in the Siberia area. And they uh, we got one bath a week, and it was in a cauldron over a um, fire. I mean, just amazing stuff. But without knowing the parents, without knowing the kids, even though I didn't know Jack as much as I should have, you know, you don't you don't get those inside stories. You don't uh, – so you, you have to have that connection. I think that's really where – any successful, and I'm not saying I'm successful, but any successful journalist you've got to do is invest yourself in the community, invest yourself in the kids, and invest yourself in those parents, and know, know what's going on, and 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 they'll tell you about stuff, and then it just makes her some tremendous stories to learn about and write. So you you've kind of just touched on my next question, but I'll, I'll throw it out there anyway. We 
there, there will be some uh, students, maybe even some student athletes at Chardon that are watching this that are either going to pursue a career in journalism or are considering it. What words of advice would you give to someone in their shoes? Or, or maybe I could phrase it this way. What, do you, what would you tell them that you wished you had known then? Uh, you know, and I, I kind of learned this early on in business is you just want to be as versatile as you can be able to do everything. Don't pigeonhole yourself that, okay, this is the only thing that I only write. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to be good at uh, social media. You have to be good at doing layout. You have to be good at page design. You have to be good at, uh, you know, putting things, putting things online. I, I can't construct a website, but I should probably learn how to do that. But just, just make your, uh, take photos, uh, do photo editing, make yourself as marketable as possible. And it doesn't even have that, that. That's not even just in journalism. That's just in general, be able to do many and multiple things because the more things you're able to do, you're kind of the Swiss army knife, no matter where you go, no matter what field you're in, where, you know, you're going to be more marketable to be able to do things and to help your company. And uh, if you, it's kind of a double-edged sword because if you can do all those things, they're going to ask you to do all of those things. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's at least going to get you in the door to be able to do that stuff. And it's probably the same. And I, I'm not never been a teacher. My mom was and everything. And I've got sisters that are in education. But if you were able to do those type of things to to teach multiple things, say, okay, look, I, I can I can only teach math. Um, it, it, it's tough because that, that's the only thing that you can do. But the yeah. more specialized you are in different activities, the more marketable you're going to be. Great advice. So two, two more quick questions. Um, you've written a lot of game stories and, and yeah. probably can't count them all, but you've also, in my opinion, you have a great knack for um, a, a human interest story. I remember when you came out a few years ago and wrote a story about um, the Beninati's. Oh, I was just thinking about that a little bit ago when you asked me about many more stories. You captured, you yeah. captured the family and, and it was Nick and Tommy and TJ and, and, and their dad, and, and you, you were able just to, to, to tell the story and, yeah. and catch the heart of the, of the Beninati's. How, how, do you, how do you learn how to do that? Uh, you know, you just have to be able to relate to people. Maybe that's my dairy farming background. You know, you grew up on a farm, you have your BS and BS. And um, <laughs> sorry, maybe I shouldn't say that. But, um, but, no, it, 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 family friendly, you're good. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 um it's just you know relating to people, and I I will, that will always remember that story about um you know Tommy and I wasn't even planning on taking the photo, but I had just um finished the interview and I was picking up all my stuff. We were on the uh, where the band practices right on the field in front of the school. That's where we did the interview, and uh, Tommy put his arm. They were walking away from me back to the vehicle, and. Uh, Tommy's got his arm around his brother and his brother's carrying his helmet. And it was, I, I didn't even plan on taking the photo. I just grabbed it and took a real quick picture of them walking away and just such, so touching. Yeah. And that, that Beninati family, boy, great yeah, athlete. Photo right over there on my, on the door to my office. That, yeah. that, was, that was a great, that was the one I was thinking of. That's just a great article. Yeah. It is. So the, my, here's my last question. Okay. Um, you have a lot of similarities to a legend in these parts and that's Tim Armelli. Okay, yes. And, uh, okay. His, his motto in life is, it's a beautiful day. And, and no one ever speaks a, a negative word about Tim. And the, all these things are true of you also. Always have a smile on your face. You know everybody. 
And I've always, I always marveled at, at Coach Armelli, and, and I feel the same about you. How do you keep the flames ignited after being in, the, in a profession for so long and, and traveling so many back roads and eating so many boxes of popcorn and coffee on the way to games and, and, and wearing all of your clothes when it's 14 degrees and, you know, covering uh, two a days when it's 84 degrees. How, how do you keep the flames ignited? I'll be honest, you know, there's times that I sit in front of a computer and I stare at the screen like, wow, how am I going to write that? So I, I do get the writer's block and I, but you know, what one thing I always remember and I try to convey in my work is that that these kids have four years. And do I over glorify some things? Maybe. But you know, something that's better than under qualify under um, glorifying it. These kids have four years to make these memories happen. There's not many times that, that, that they go to play in the next level or maybe in the pros. The Mitch Trubisky's, yeah, the Cream Hunts, yeah. You know, Chase Klein, what a joy it was to cover him. But, you know, for by and large, it's these four years. And what I want to do, and I always try to remind myself, you know, be compassionate, be, um, you know, tell the stories. Don't fabricate them, but just tell the stories and make this as most of a special time as you can for these kids and for their families and for their schools because, boy, these four years go past and I fast. And I remember my grandpa sitting on the on a, um, bale, a bag of grain out in the uh, farm and he, he sat there and he uh, said, he called me Bear. He goes, Bear, he goes, do whatever you want. Enjoy it because, you know, when you're in school, because there's going to come a day that that bus drives by your house and it doesn't stop for you. And he goes, and that, and, and it's going to hurt because you only have four years to do this stuff. So do it. And so I just want to be the a guy that uh, captures those moments for him and makes it as special as they can. So they've got those memories when the um, time is done. Well, that Topper Nation is why this guy is a legend. What, what a fantastic answer. I salute you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thanks for everything you do, Doug. I tell you what, um, you've become a very good friend over the years. And uh, thanks for everything that uh, you know, you've helped me out with um, sending me rosters and sending me schedules and keeping in contact. And some great story ideas. So I owe you a lot, too. Thank you. This was a, This is one of my favorite podcasts because we're connecting with our community and we're connecting with you know someone that's modeling what we present here with our four e's of when a student graduates we want them to either enroll into a two or four year school uh, we want them to enlist we want them to be employed um, and be a young entrepreneur and that those sequence of questioning uh questions coming from doug snyder my my ap english analyst today uh, we're very on point to what we try to model here. This is kind of the purpose of our podcast is to model for kids how you can communicate and connect with others in the world in which we live in. Um, I don't know what questions Mr. Hyam has because he's a sports connoisseur, but I know he has a game that he eventually will play. Yeah, a little chicken and steak for you, John. Then, yeah, you can know, I have both? It's kind of going yeah, to Chipotle. Yeah, have both. both. I, I think you can have both on a few of these. And, you know, it's one of those things um, – growing up playing at Euclid, when you saw John Tellich come to your game, you knew it was a big game. And I think one of the things is when we were down at, around Chardon, when we see you, we know it's a big game, no matter where that's at. We were able to see you last Saturday out at Solon, and that was a treat, you know? So I, I think people do the same. When they see you in the house, they know it's a big deal. So we're very fortunate to have you Thank with you. us. So from what I understand, you're a hunter. So yes. you have a passion for that. Is it bow and arrow or shotgun? I 
prefer bow and arrow and it's it's not even just to to get something i enjoy just being in the woods and uh sitting in a tree stand and watching nature happen beneath me it's kind of like uh that's that's my getaway place most of my family and friends know that if they can't find me someplace at a game i'm probably going to be in the woods someplace riding the four-wheeler um i can't tell you how many times that uh, one of your uh your products over there jared and len barker how many times over the years that um, we've you know hunted and texted and just great guys i remember one time this is Great story, and i sorry for the segue, but I remember that Lenny had just had his um, knee replacement done with the uh, titanium knees and stuff, and Jared was probably maybe like fifth grade. And my dad and Lenny both got like seven pointers that day. And my dad had just had his knee scoped. My uncle had just had angioplasty, and Lenny just had his knees replaced. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I can figure out where this is going. I think Jared and I are dragging everything. But, um, but yeah, so a little bit of segue there, but, you know. Great, great story, and I—I I, I don't know if Jared remembers that, but he was a young dude, and he was grabbing that, that rope, and he was pulling with all his might. But yeah, that's my safe place out in the woods. He, I love he it. He was—he was probably young, but he probably was not little. No, no, I don't think he was ever little. He was born big. <laughs> but he—but he—but he was uh, like even then he was like all arms and legs. He hadn't really started to fill out yet in fifth grade. But um, yeah, great family. But yeah, that's my place to be in the woods. So Coach Snyder mentioned it earlier, you know, you come to a lot of games, you have a lot of popcorn and different things. And I'm sure you've been out uh, and had a hot dog here or there at different places. So I'm going to put you on the spot. The Euclid Booster Dog, which is famous in that area, or any hot dog in the area. Uh, you know what? My favorite hot dog in the area is at Geneva, believe it or not. Chapman's Food Service makes it. And I do like the Booster Dogs, but, um, but the hot dogs at Geneva are very, very underrated. Not many people in the News Herald area do get to go to games in Geneva, but boy, they're good. If you ever go there, get a Geneva hot dog because unless they've changed it this year, because I did not cover a game in Geneva this year. Boy, Geneva's got dogs, but you know what? Boy, the booster dog's good. And if you go to the press box there too, they usually have different kinds of wing. I mean, I was in so much better shape when I wasn't a sports writer. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of go along with that, you've been in a lot of gyms, and I, I'm sure you've gotten to some of the gyms on the west side. And uh, one of the special gyms over there, I think, is St. Ed's, the way they hang their banners down in the, you know, feels like the garden. Um, how about the atmosphere at St. Ed's gym? Or how about the barn when we held that wrestling match during the day with Riverside? I'm sure you've been in some gyms, but that atmosphere, which one would you take right now? Of those two? Yes. Well, I'm a wrestling guy, so give me the Nara Graham tournament in the barn. Um, absolutely. I, you know, I still remember a couple of years ago, I think it was the, the, uh, WRC tournament where, um, Jarrett Hall actually got the surprise pin surprise everybody except Jared and his dad, John of Marco Tramontano. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you, you put me in a, two of those places right there. Plus I know the people at, uh, shared more than I know the people at Ed's give me the barn in the wrestling tournament any day of the week. That's awesome. You know, everyone that sees you at the football game, they'll see that block. Oh, you're wearing that hat. Yeah. So you got a choice. You wear the uh, the team up north hat or Steelers hat. If you had to wear, if you were, if you lost the bet and had to wear one of the other ones. Well, you know, my mom's family is all from the Steubenville area, and that whole side of the family is big Steelers fans. I'd probably wear a Steelers hat because I respect what that program is and what that franchise is. I mean, it wasn't until the last couple of years that the Browns got a first round draft pick, right? And the Steelers are always getting the fifth and sixth picks, right? So. um yeah, if I had to pick one between Michigan and Pittsburgh, I'd probably take Pittsburgh for the family and the respect. 
So you cover a lot of games, and you mentioned it earlier about being in the press box. What do you enjoy most, being down on the sidelines or up in the press box? Oh, down on the sidelines for sure. I'd see you know, and it's not just because I'm closer to the action, but I can I can you know hear what the officials are saying, what the kids are saying. <laughs> There's a lot of times I, I this is like so crazy. Like last year, Kirtland State Championship game, a lot of the kids know, a lot of the people know because I always post on my Facebook, which some people see it. That uh, Friday I golf every Friday with my buddy Gary, and I remember that uh, Joey Grazia, who is their All Ohio defensive back comes up to me like in the middle of the game and asked me what I shot that day. Now, I don't know if that was <laughs> impressive because Joey knew that I golfed on Friday or if he was just so relaxed in the moment in the state championship game that he wanted to know what I shot that day. But um, yeah, the sidelines for sure is a place to be. And I'm going to I'm gonna end with this, Murray, and then you could take over. You have a lot of stories about Coach Snyder and Coach Armelli. Which one can you not share on, on this podcast? <laughs> Well, that kind of pigeonholes me that if I can't share it. <laughs> I think I got a phone call coming in right now. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've, I've got a couple good ones about Coach Armelli and his brother at wrestling tournaments and stuff. But yeah, you know, uh, what happens in Columbus stays in Columbus, man. <laughs> I just blame it on his mustache. <laughs> so I before this podcast began, Mrs. Bondi like stole the show. So I'd like her to connect us back for those who totally missed it, her connection um, to John. Hey, before you do this, I want to I want to give a shout out to my dad here. I know we're early here, but my dad just came nice. in to see me. This is my father, John Camp Sr. Say hello, everybody. Hello, Mr. Camp. Hi, Mr. Camp. Hey, how are you? Yeah, you know, this, Welcome to this, guy, this guy this guy right here is what who taught me everything about work ethic. You know, growing up on a dairy farm, milking a hundred and some cows a day, bailing hay. He always told me, he goes, hey, you can do whatever you want at night, but you, you better be able to answer the bell at 4 35 o'clock in the morning. So you know something? It was, you know, so yeah, big shout out to dad here on the podcast here. He's probably just coming out to check and see how if I did anything in the woods today. But uh <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be with you in a second, Bob. Nice where was your where was your dairy farm located? On Route Six, just east of uh, Roaming Shores. Nice. So I grew up on Stanhope, Kelloggsville. My that's parents that, are still there. That's um, Jennifer and Dave Roberts' daughter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I was on Grand Valley School Board. Your mom worked on it quite a few years. She did thirty-five years until she retired. So yeah. she was I at. Knew your dad from the coaching. Yep. My dad was heavily involved in PV coaching. And he taught 35 years at PV before he retired. So our Ashtabula ties are strong and especially farm country. I Absolutely. Can... <laughs> Good work. people. All yeah. right, okay. So I, um, we have one last question and then we're going to do a shout out. Okay. Um, you cannot use the 2020 or you weren't around in 1994 for the state championship, but you cannot use our, current football state championship um, as an example of a Chardon specific event that you will never forget because everyone that's a given what three events have you covered that you would like our listeners to know that hit you just at that right spot like you mentioned the Beninati story like that those things but right. I want a specific um, I guess coverage of a, an event Coverage of an event. Well, you know what? Obviously, I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Jarrett Hall's pin of Marco Tremontano in the WRC Wrestling Tournament 
that was a real goosebump moment. So that's definitely one of them. Another one that it's not going to be as popular, I understand, but um, that uh, it was a loss, unfortunately, when when Sheridan played Warren Harding and Lynn Bowden, and um, just just to see the talent on the field there, you know, with a with Chase Klein. And, you know, going against, you know, Lynn Bowden, what a game that was. Just some great kids over the years. The Conic Boys, I always just loved their work ethic. And, uh, you know, um, okay, so there's two. Let me think of a third one here. Softball. Well, it's tough because, I mean, there's, a, there's a so many of them over the years. You know, I always enjoyed covering games of Cullen Harris's team. And I know he's no longer there, but... He always didn't have the D1 kids, but boy, did he just coach his butt off. And that girls' basketball program, I really enjoyed covering them because just ferocious defensively. And and I mean this, I don't know the best way to phrase this. He got the most out of kids. He might not have always had the dudes, dudettes, whatever you want to call them. But, uh, but boy, he was a heck of a heck of a coach, Colin Harris. We, we're yes. we're going to root for Colin 20 out of 22 times a year now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, as soon as we get off this podcast, I'm going to think of about five or six more different games or different events that's that's really going to jump out in my mind. But um, but those are just a couple of them that re will really stick up my mind. I've always enjoyed coaching or watching Coach Hewitt on the sidelines. I would love to find some sort of way to gauge how many calories he burns in a game because uh, he's so active on the sidelines. And, boy, those kids just love him. I don't know if there is another coach, you know, between him and Tiger Laverde, I don't know if any coach I've ever seen had such a good rapport with those kids that they would you use the term run through a brick wall, but it's bad. Those two coaches really, really do a great job as far as encompassing what their program and culture is about. I agree. I, I know the answer to this question because you've already shared it. Um, gratitude. Um, someone you want to give gratitude to, you already did. Uh, obviously, yeah. your, your dad. Um and what a rock star he's in your presence right now uh is there any other person you want to give a shout out to today and today's podcast i've got the best family and friends in the world i've got the best co-workers in the world um all of you folks i'm so blessed you know it's uh, i've got you know right over my shoulder here i've got a sign that says always be thankful and gratitude and those are really really big parts of my life um so yeah like family friends co-workers colleagues like yourselves i mean i am life is so short enjoy it i do want to give a special shout out here though to madeline horvath i mean i know that she, uh, she may not remember me that well but yeah she, her kids went to grand valley for, up through i think about seventh grade brent was in my class but then they went to Chardon. but uh, that lady deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for teaching me how to play euchre. And um, I mean, we were sitting on the beach. We were sitting on the beach one time, and I was probably in like sixth grade, and I was so bad at it, and I had to frustrate her to no end. So, Madeline, I love playing euchre. I might have inadvertently minored in that at college, but here's your shout out for um, for teaching me how to play and not strangling me that day on the beach when we were all playing. That's amazing, uh, Doug Snyder. You want to give a shout out? I want to give two. First uh, is to Luke Dannison, who will be running in the Division I Boys State Cross Country Meet on Saturday. Uh, he and Coach Schaefer are heading down tomorrow morning, so uh, we give a shout-out to Luke. Wish him all the best. What a great way to cap a, a fantastic career in the, in the state meet. So our thoughts are with Luke. And then, obviously, tonight our volleyball team is playing in the regional semifinal at Hudson at 730 
So we give a shout out to the girls and the coaches. This is as far as a volleyball team at Chardon's ever gone. And uh, Mr. Murray said it on the afternoon announcements. They're not done yet. Uh, this this team's hot at the right time. A lot of talent, great coaching. So uh, we're, we're, we'll be down there rooting for them tonight. Shout out to the volleyball team. Doug uh, or Amanda, do you have anything different besides that? Because I was feeling the same thing. Yeah. I might just add in there, Coach Long helped me out with a couple things today, and he's really good with our students and talking through things with them. So I'll shout out to him today. And I'd just like to add on that, and I don't know if John noticed, but the Chardon Crazies, how they represented out at Solon last yes. Saturday was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, we always know, and that I think they're known for the football side, but what they're how they're spreading themselves out and reaching all the sports has just been pretty special this year. It's a special group, special group. Absolutely. Yeah. I was so taken back when I saw the, all those kids coming there, they just played a football game the night before and here they are driving down the soul and, and they just really brought the energy. Even the girls said that after the match that, you know, that that really was a difference maker. You know, when we've got your classmates and your schoolmates in there, you know, supporting you like that, it just brings your energy to another level. John, it's been our pleasure that you've taken time to be with us today on this little podunk podcast here in Chardon. But your words are going to be not only they're 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 experienced every single day by every people, every person you encounter. It's like you you become a chameleon to your environment. So if like you go to Kirtland and they're like, oh, it's John Camp. You go to Menor, that's John. You go to Chardon, it's John. And so you become like the mayor of this area. And we love it. And we appreciate all that you do. We know that you're covering this week. Um, Saturday, you said you're going to Kirtland. And Friday, you have Glenville and St. Joe. Yes. Um, we're hoping that we can see you further along in our playoff journey, one game at a time. Um, but it's always a joy to have you uh, and just seeing you and talking to you. So thank you for your time. Um, anything else you want to add, gentlemen and Mrs. Bondi? Thanks, John. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for everything you guys do for both for Chardon, for the kids, for your communities, and for having me on here today. We appreciate you, and good luck to our our for Luke Dennison, who's prepping tomorrow, and for our girls volleyball team, who is going to take on a pretty juggernaut, but with Allison Fisher's pants uh, looking <laughs> like the Harlem Glo Globetrotters, and um, we are we. It's going to mesmerize uh, what we got. We have a very talented group. So thanks again for joining and go toppers. Thanks, go toppers. John. Thanks, John. Go toppers. Thank thanks, you. John. Good luck, everybody. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Sounds good, bud. All right. Take care. Bye.